Good afternoon, it's Wave 105, live across the south coast. This is Steve Power, thank you for choosing us. Delight to have this man on, he's been away too long. It's the first album in five years. He's back, he's Jamie Callum. Good afternoon, Jamie. Good afternoon, Steve, how are you? Very well, how does it feel to be that side of the microphone for a change, as opposed to sitting where I normally sit, with your, with your show on, you know, the station, of course, which we won't mention, but we will, uh, with, <laughs> with the Radio 2 stuff? Uh, it, feels, uh, it feels a bit exposed. Does it really? No, not really, no, it's of completely course. I fine. Think, I, think, I think you've got used to it by now. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very. This time round, it's funny as you get older, particularly, uh, you know, being something like the record industry, which tends to turn people over pretty quickly. Uh, I feel, I feel very grateful. I feel like, wow, people still want to speak to me about my music, so I'm, I'm really enjoying it this time. Yeah, and the album, it's, it's very much. I mean, this is your eighth album. Yes, it's my eighth record. You're wow. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's different. It is very different to what's gone before. Well, yeah, I, I guess so. It's funny when people say that to me. I'm, I'm never quite sure how to answer it because no. obviously I sit inside my head all the, t- all yes. the time and uh, it feels like a kind of mixture of everything I've, I've done before, really. I think maybe more with the emphasis on writing songs with more of a kind of direct emotional honesty, just as a more of a grown-up, hopefully, and maybe more in command of the songwriting. But I don't know. I think if you were to go back through all the albums and um, uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure it's kind of wildly different hopefully it's more confident and hopefully it's it's better and more honest yeah i mean when you came to to write this album and and you know i mean you you've got people like troy miller involved i mean only emily sande and mark ronson that, that he's worked with so you know what, what do you sit down with you obviously don't go out to write an album and think it's going to be different than anything else i've done before like i've just said but there must be a is there a canvas a framework that you start work with, or do you just go do you know what let's see what happens well i may have led you down a false path there because there was a point where i really did think what you just said oh did you uh, yeah because actually you know about five four and a half years years ago I started writing for what I thought would be this album and I had a bunch of songs that I I really liked but I I decided to kind of get rid of them actually because they just didn't feel kind of essential to my life they felt they just were kind of lacking something and I think it was to do with the fact that while I was making this record just a lot of life stuff happened um you know I'm I'm gonna be 40 uh, in a month and um my life just I don't I don't want to say changed but I feel like I changed quite a lot during that time particularly more more than I ever have done in a short period of time um and I just found that I wanted to write something a little deeper a little darker but also lighter and actually I set myself the agenda at that point to just only write songs that felt really kind of essential and honest and kind of bulletproof uh, and you know really trying to say something that would kind of be a lot more open and that kind of squared up with I guess the the journey I was on as as a man as well um, just trying to kind of op- open myself up a bit more within my relationship and uh, within just my kind of daily life just kind of, as I said to go a bit deeper so I did actually go right I'm, I'm going to do that yeah. I didn't think about it in terms of genre or anything like that no, no. I just thought I wanted to write emotionally kind of quite uh, uh, it, it, more intense songs How's that big 4-0 feeling coming up on you? I've done that. I've done the big 5-0 now. So I think 40, I didn't worry too much about, but it is it is a landmark, isn't it? I think so, yeah. I, I haven't really haven't really thought it. It comes up a lot in interviews. Oh, right. So, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think it can be slightly different when you're a man, I guess, can't it? But yeah. I think also, um, you know, I, I see life more in chapters 
not necessarily connected with age but you know you see yourself kind of in kind of education and then you have that kind of period where you're just kind of you, you kind of got lots of friends and you're kind of going out a lot and you're kind of finding out what you want to do and then maybe perhaps you get married and have kids so not everyone does that of course but those are the kind of chapters I see uh, and I don't know whether age has anything to do with it really no Jamie Callum is here we're going to talk some more in just a moment it's Wave 105 this is Steve Power. This is Wave 105. Jamie Cullum is here. The new album, Taller, which uh, came out back in the last week. So it's like waiting for that big drop later in the week to see how it drops into the charts. Way up, we hope, don't we? Yeah, way <laughs> I, up there. I actually, haven't, I actually hadn't thought about that bit. Haven't you? <laughs> well, it, it's, a, it's a minor thing to consider, but there's a chart position at the end of the week coming. You've got I, to be... <laughs> yeah, I get, I get, do you know, I, I'm going to be really honest. I had not thought about that. Uh, and uh, I, yeah, of course, there, there is that but um my my, my career has kind of been a bit outside uh, uh the chart thing because yes. i play so many gigs yeah. and because I've, I've never had to kind of produce anything that felt like it was like what other things that were doing well in the charts were doing it it's not something i immediately think about but now you've really kind of really so put thanks the pressure for that. On, you've really yeah. this good vibe i was on thanks man yeah talking live gigs look at look, i mean look at the list of people that you've worked with herbie hancock pharrell williams i'll just pick that name up off the floor there i mean all these people that you've <laughs> i didn't bumped. say it no i did i dropped it for you and i'll pick Thank it up you. for you uh people like pharrell who you you kind of got to know didn't you ended up going to a party with him didn't you or? Oh, I did well. It's uh, yeah. It's a it's a it's quite a funny story because I met him. I did a cover of his song "Frontin" years yes. ago for Joe Wiley's Live Lounge, which yep. was on Radio One. And Joe Wiley, this amazing thing, when Pharrell came in for an interview all those years ago, she played it to him, and he absolutely loved it. He was so surprised to hear that tune flipped around in the way that I did it. So he ended up getting in touch. We became friends, and he said, "Look, why don't you come over to Miami to work with me?" And I, you know, it was two thousand and four, two thousand and five. I'd never been to Miami, let alone gone to work with someone like that at that level so I was so um, I was really out of my depth actually and I, I wish in some ways it's a regret that I couldn't live it all over again because I, I felt like I, I didn't kind of assert myself enough in the studio but yeah. I had a brilliant time and I, I got to s do some stuff on his solo album which was called In My Mind and I met some incredible people uh, but one of the days he said let's uh, he said there's a party happening tonight and it said you know, we're going to go later we'll pick you up in like three hours or whatever I'm like oh, okay so I'm like oh my god this is going to be like one of those MTV style parties yeah, yeah. I need everything to be right so I, I went out and I um I went looking for the perfect pair of trainers. I spent like the three hours just tra trawling around the shops, going to get really amazing trainers. I found this incredible pair. I popped them on. I, like my outfit was pretty good, but it was really all about the trainers. Trainers, yeah. Uh, and anyway, I, I get in their car. We drive to this amazing looking place in, in in Miami, and it turns out it was it was P Diddy's house. <laughs> no, I could not believe it. <laughs> and so we arrive, and uh, I, I, I walk through the door, and actually, as I walked through the door, I realised it was a shoes off house. <laughs> Uh, so I, not so, only did I have to take off my incredibly sick yes. trainers, but I was wearing really bad socks. I had a pair of Bart Simpson socks <laughs> on do. Uh, with a hole in the oh. big toe on my right foot, and it was uh, it was not, not it was not a great moment for me. I I I'd really kind of balanced my whole kind of image on those trainers that night, so uh, it was not a, not a great plan. But do you, do you not think that P and Frell thought you were just keeping it real? Do you think? I don't know. I'd like to think so. 
But well, that, I mean, we're still, know, we're st- I, I, I still, still occasionally speak to Pharrell, so maybe, brilliant. maybe it didn't completely ruin. I my don't think the Simpsons yeah. socks ruined it for you. Yeah. Oh, I must just remember mention this as well. Lovely story. My program director, who works here, uh, met you at a, a showcase once, and he was chatting with you, and he said, "You must mention this to Jamie." He said, "Oh, would you excuse me a moment? I just need to make a phone call." And you wandered off, came back, he said, "Just had to phone the kids before they go to bed." <laughs> he, he said, "He said, uh, and he said, I've got to do that because I normally am there to read them a bedtime story." Yeah, well, and of mean, course, with, with the family connection, if we yeah. go back a few generations, he's always wanted to ask you, do they get read road doll stories? Oh, I see where this anecdote yes. is going. I finally figured it out. Um, do you know what? My kids are like any other kids, and we read all sorts of books to them. I, we don't really, um, you know. Generally, I kind of think that uh, they are. I'm just happy for them to be to be kids, and obviously that connection is one that um, you know. Obviously, it's my my wife's connection. Yes, is that we are we are proud of. But I think we just we just try to keep it as normal for them as possible. So we read them all types of stories. They've definitely been read those stories before, Good. of course. But yeah. there's no special emphasis on it because I don't want anything to kind of get in the way of them just being like. You know, kids with a kind of carefree attitude and just like curious about life. Really, I don't want that in, in, in any way to define them. If you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely, brilliant. I'll tell him that. I'll be well happy to hear that. Yeah, as I mentioned, taller is the album. Uh, drinks the single. No, the other tracks I've heard. Mankind is really. It, that's a brilliant track. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm really. I feel uh, proud of this record in a, in a, in a different way to, to what I have done with the other ones before. Not to denigrate the past stuff, but this definitely feels like something that I'm, I'm so proud to and feel lucky to be able to put out there brilliant jamie listen good luck with it it is a great album we're going to play uh drink now and um yeah the album's out there and we'll we'll look and we'll applaud loudly and wildly when it drops in top five on, on, <laughs> on friday in the, in the, not that it matters listen good luck with all your all the stuff that you do because uh, you're one of those guys that i think if i said to you jamie you've got to be a, a brain surgeon this time next week you'd probably turn your hand to it and be able to do it so <laughs> you're one of those lucky guys oh, and good thanks, to have around Steve. very kind of you cheers i appreciate jamie it Callum, thanks for coming on wave 105 this is drink.